0: Tanya for the seventh of Tavis, but first the story. There was a young man who once came to the Baal Shemtev asking advice to become a Sheikhat, become a ritual slaughterer. And the ba- Baal Shemtev told him, follow me. So he took the person, he led him outside, and he said, look on the roof. He looked on the roof, and the man started shaking. He saw someone standing by the chimney, and he was sharpening a knife. And he asked about Moshe. Who is this person? What's going on? Moshe well, said, "This man was a ritual. He was a at hundreds of years ago, and he had used a faulty knife throughout his entire career. He hadn't taken it as seriously as he should have taken it, and the, the knife wasn't properly. It wasn't done according to halacha, according to Torah code. And so he had, you know, he slaughtered as many cows and chickens, whatever it was, throughout his career, and." When he passed away, he was held to a task that he hadn't treated his drug with the proper respect. And for hundreds of years, he was trying to find a way to redeem himself. And finally, this soul came to the Baal Shem Tov and asked the Baal Shem Tov, could the Baal Shem Tov help him? And the Baal Shem Tov told him he could he could help him. And he said, this soul has now spent three years sharpening his slaughtering knife, whatever that means, to make sure he passed the inspection of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem turned to the words this young man and said, are you still sure you want to become a ritual slaughterer? The Tanya now is, is starting to talk about food. Before, Until now, we were talking about, firstly, food, but kosher food. And when a person utilizes it towards holiness, for example, using that food for Shabbos, or when a person, for example, utilizes it towards um, just selfish, just eating and just having a good time. And then we spoke as well about when a person has does a sin. Utilizes things in this world that are forbidden and, you know, the, the, the fact that you, um, using it for a sin and, um, disables the person from correcting that scenario. That remains impure until either Mashiach comes or he manages to accomplish such a powerful variation of repentance. It's called tshuva ma'av. It's such a, um, a high level of repentance. Now the al in the beginning of chapter 8 is going to circle back around to the discussion of food and explain that food is very interesting in that even before it's been done in a forbidden way, for example, before a person digests the food, that thing was already in a state of impurity. You know, for example, let's go make a practical. Pig. The pig is a pig before you put it in your mouth. And once you put it in your mouth, it doesn't matter whether it was an accident or it was on purpose. The effect of that is done is, 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 is locked in regardless, which means that it doesn't matter what you do with the energy you have from that pig. That pig is always going to be also, it's always going to be tied down and trapped. It's going to be in jail, essentially, in a jail of impurity. And it doesn't matter how what your good intentions are or how accidental the activity was, that experience is going to be negative. Now, you can still do good things, and the good things are going to count for, for, for your credit. You give charity with that energy. The charity is wonderful, but that charity, it doesn't, doesn't matter how much money you sign away, is all, the, the charity will be holy, but the, the impure food that you ate before will stay and remain impure. With that introduction, let's begin additionally when it comes to forbidden food there's a reason why we say food is forbidden and the word forbidden is not really the translation of Isa, Isa means jailed, it means bound, it means tied down let's say for example a person eats food and he has no idea, he assumes he's having a salami sandwich it turns out it's pig well, he'll say, come on, it's not, it's not my fault. He'll cry out, I, I didn't mean to do that. And it's true, he didn't. And we're not talking about fault over here. We're talking about an experience. Was that experience positive or negative? The answer is negative. Because what he ate was not was tied down. There's no way to make that good, even if it was an accident. And Lashem Shemaim, he does a... Hashem, now the craziest part is he had the sandwich. He assumed it was kosher. No idea it wasn't. And he said, I'm going to eat the sandwich. I'm not just going to eat it with this purposes. I'm going to eat this sandwich, and I'm going to have... Incredible things happen next. I'm going to give charity, I'm gonna help a friend, I'm gonna go do wonderful things with the energy from this sandwich, not even realizing that this sandwich is forbidden for him. For Gampal Vasakin, and not only does he intend to do that, he actually does it. He sees it through. He does incredible things with the energy. The he he learns Torah, or he davens with that energy. What happens is Unlike when a person has regular kosher food and they do a positive experience, they learn and they dove and they give charity or do something, and that food becomes invested in that positive experience, in this case, there's a disconnect. There's a good thing he did, and that always remains good. And then there's the food that he ate, and that food becomes, it can't connect, because that food is, is, is forbidden food. So, it doesn't matter how much goodness he does, that forbidden food will remain in isolation, tied and, and restricted down into the three levels of impurity, because it's, it's stuck, and doesn't matter what he does. Because <laughs> that food is stuck in the three levels of impurity, and doesn't matter what he does, it's gonna always remain this way. <laughs> now, you might say, okay, I get it. Hashem created the world, and the, when he created the world, he tied into the dynamics of the world, that certain things are irredeemable. They can't... The pig, for example, didn't do anything wrong, but God created a dynamic that the pig has been, from the very start of creation, been tied down in such a way it can never be elevated. And the Torah is the one, you know, Hashem used the Torah to create the world, so the world was created and fashioned in such a way that the pig is tied down. But what about the laws the rabbis make? That came after the Torah. And in today's time we have the most incredible novel idea, where the al says, as soon as a rabbi came along and said, this is forbidden... The rabbi didn't just tell you it's forbidden. The rabbi said that the dynamic of that thing I'm talking about is no longer the same. It used to get energy by way of God's direct energy and has, and, and without the restriction that, for example, a pig or idol worship, all the negative things, the irredeemable things in this world. And when the rabbi declares this thing to be forbidden, he's changed the actual dynamic. He's changed the molecules, called the spiritual molecules of that thing. Let's say, for example, a rabbi says that you can't have uh, a tree within the first two years outside of Israel. At that point, trees outside of Israel become different. They're not regular trees anymore. They, they literally change the, the spiritual DNA, which is a, a brilliant idea. So even if it's a rabbinic decree, at that point, the person, doesn't matter what intention you do, it doesn't matter if it's an accident, your person eats that food that's been forbidden by the rabbis at that point it's stuck it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what what is it it, he can't redeem it that's, that is point number one of today's tanya, and now point number two of today's tanya is this interesting idea, and this is this is what what, what we're going to call non-Jewish demons and Jewish demons—the voices in our head that that lust and desire to do different things. There's something called a Jewish demon, and there's something called a non-Jewish demon, and these voices want different things. Nasser al explains that when we have desires to do things, we have to understand what the drive is behind it, because it's very different in the case of a Jewish person or a non-Jewish person. Because of the origin of the soul, of non-Jewish people, the desires and the voices and the lusts that they have are different than a Jewish person. And therefore, what drives them, are, they're being driven towards what the source of their soul is. A Jewish person, on the other hand, his animalistic soul, the drives that he has, doesn't come from the three levels of impurity, but it rather comes from the bright um, impurity, which we talked about earlier. And therefore, what drives him towards the lust is a different thing. Now, you might say, well, that, that makes it easier. That actually makes it a lot more difficult, because a lot of the things that are... Jewish demon, let's say, for example, within the person, the psyche driving driving that person towards will be something that's a little more subtle. And they'll say, well, it's not such a big deal. And it turns out it is a big deal. It's a dreadful deal. And he's like, he's justified because he said, well, it isn't as bad as what it could be. You know, I'm not trying to murder someone, am I? I'm just trying to have something with not the best type of kosher status on it because, you know, I could always fix it up later on. It's not the end of the world, but it is. It's a big deal. A person has, a, let's call it, the Jewish demons, a Jewish evil impulse, and he says, well, I can always revert this back to holiness. It's true. He could always revert it back to holiness, because if it's kosher, and he's just doing it to, for lust, you know, I like a good steak. You know, it's not mixing spirituality into this. That's what the Jewish demon voice in his head will tell him to do. The truth of the matter is that's not good. That's really bad. And yes, he could do repentance, but that's, that's still, that's not a good experience. And people should always have good experiences. <speaking in Hebrew> now, the problem, of course, is that until he actually does repentance, that food that he just ate just to satisfy his own needs, not with the intention of, of doing it for holiness, it's actually tied down to impurity and evil. And even if he does the shovel later on, he said, "Okay, you know what? That was that was a really that was a low moment for me. I just sat down and a guzzled beer, beer and wine and, and meat, and there was nothing holy about that experience. And you know what? God, I'm really sorry. Now he's made that positive. Now all the wine's elevated, the meat's elevated. Now that whole wine brought him to experience of coming closer to God, but a little remnant, a shadow remains. And we spoke about this already in chapter seven. And this is this is something which which is sad." call Michael the NASA take of i 'm sorry because that experience until he did the repentance, that food became a part of himself, so even though he fixed it up later on he doesn 't have a time machine that food spent you know let 's say an hour in his body or a few weeks in his body. In a ne- negative experience, and therefore, when a person passes away, they need to have some form of correction to, for that. They're, the slate is clean because they did repentance, and that's fine. Now they elevated all that food, but at the same time, that food did spend some time inside of themselves in this, let's call it this, this, this experience of negativity. But <coughs> oh, sorry. Okay, man. So therefore, what a person needs to have is they need to have this experience where called perjury of the great, which basically is angels chasing around the person, beating beating him with sticks. I'm not sure terribly what this, what, exactly what this means, but it sounds like a very uncomfortable experience for the body and for the soul. And this kind of cleanses the person from that, you know, for the time that this food remained in the person, in person's body. Now, a person might come along and say, well, this sounds dreadful. You know, I don't want to have this experience where I'm part of, you know, I'm enjoying this world and I'm, I'm you know, going to have to have Chibot HaKefah and have this, this uncomfortable experience. All he says, I don't want to be disconnected from God. And therefore, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide in a cave, have water and bread, and eat the bare minimum and not involve myself in the world. And that's not the answer. The answer is not to restrict yourself. The answer is to make sure everything you involve yourself have a, a nice steak. That's fantastic. It'll open your mind for Torah. Then, when you have your steak, have in mind, I'm I'm eating the steak in order to make myself a healthy person, a better person, so I could use, it to the, utilize that steak for kedusha, for holiness. The idea is not to run away. And to such a degree, is this true, that one of the wealthiest Jews in, in Jewish history at the end of his life, lifted up his hand and said, not a single finger of, my, of, of myself was utilized for selfish purposes. I never, u- I never used this world. This man was so wealthy, Rabbi Huda that that even in the summer, the winter, it made no difference. He always had cucumbers and squash and different types of, of vegetables on his table that were completely out of season. He was so unbelievably wealthy. He was best friends with the king of, literally, the most powerful man alive, Antoninus, the, the emperor of Rome. And Rabbi, Rabbi was, was, had, could have whatever he wanted, but he didn't utilize it for selfish reasons. He didn't enjoy this world. He, everything was always about God. So he ate all the fancy food and yet he took it and utilized it for holiness. So the only way for a person to utilize this world and not have, to have this negative experience called where a person has to kind of correct, you know, not using this world in the, in the best possible function, you know, all for holiness, is someone like Rabbi Huda Nazi who lived his life continuously and ensuring not that he restricted himself in physicality, but he always made sure that the physicality translated itself directly into holiness and he didn't just enjoy something for the sake of enjoyment. There was no no experience in his life like that. It was always for holiness. Thank you so much for joining the Tani and a wonderful and very successful week Thank you so much for joining.